It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's State of the Union time. Well, not on this podcast, but we will give a synopsis, kind of a where are we at, Tennessee-wide, Tennessee athletics-wide, football, baseball, basketball, recruiting, Lady Vols, track and field, all that type of stuff. State of the Union time for the University of Tennessee Athletics. All that here on a Thursday, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, good people? Welcome into it. This is Locked On Vols, and I'm your host, Eric Kane. So glad that uh, you guys chose to listen and hang out with me here today, listening wherever you find your podcast. That is your first listen. It's a part of Locked On Podcast Network, and of course, watching right here on YouTube and subscribing to uh, this channel. Really, really do appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. All right, like I said in the cold open, we're going to have some fun uh, here on today's episode. It's... um. It's really for discussion. It's really for engagement. I know I'm talking to a microphone and to a camera right now, but I really want you guys to fill up these comment sections. Tweet me at underscore Kaner, at LockedOnVols. The current time, I can't even send off a tweet right now. Uh, Hopefully that's resolved by the time you guys are listening and and taking in this episode. But um, I really want your engagement on this one. Earlier in the week, uh, President Biden did the State of the Union address. Now, we're not talking politics here. It's not what we're about. I don't want to hear your politics. You don't want to hear mine. Um, even though we might agree, might disagree, don't care. Don't want to hear it. This is a sports podcast. We're not going to do that on my platform. However, we will do a State of the Union type exercise. All right, State of the Union, State of Tennessee Athletics. What's the health? You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, or maybe one last week, maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Has Tennessee Athletics ever been healthier than it is right now? Has it ever been stronger than it is right now? Um, 1998, Tennessee won a football national championship believe Tennessee won a lady uh, a women's basketball national championship. Um, believe men's basketball was strong that year. I don't think they won the SEC, but nonetheless, I mean, 98 was a really, really good year. Uh, there were some other years in the late 90s, early 2000s that were really strong. And though there's not, there's, there's not a national championship right now, uh, though Tennessee has not, um, you know, made a, made, made a Final Four appearance or Though Tennessee didn't go to Omaha last year, though Tennessee didn't play in the college football playoff this past season, uh, it's you'd be hard pressed to find a more healthier athletics department uh, in the SEC and in uh, in college athletics. Really, I mean Tennessee won the Learfield's Cup or not the Learfield's Cup, but the whatever they give the SEC for the strongest AD department. Essentially, you know Tennessee kind of won that last year, and that's you know quite an accomplishment. What Danny White has done since being on the job since January of 2021, it's been. It's been truly remarkable, and sure, he hasn't had to make too many hires, if you will. 
Um, you know, your women's basketball coach is already in place. Your men's basketball coach, revenue-wise, your men's basketball coach is already in place. Your baseball coach is obviously already in place. Um, you had to go out and hire a football coach, and you know, for anything to work, for uh, an athletics department to be in the green and not in the red, to make money, uh, to keep the lights on, to fund other sports, you've got to get football right. And Danny White got football right. Um, he gets up there and says in the opening press conference, Josh Heupel, hey, Josh Heupel was our guy. He was our number one guy on the book. We brought him in. Da, 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 da. That all sounds great. Again, that's what he's supposed to say. It's not true. Josh Heupel was down on the list. That's the fa- I mean, that that that's just how it is. There were other candidates that were ahead of Josh Heupel. Um, but again, Danny White went and you know, found a guy that he was comfortable with, that he's hired before, that he believes in, who that did a swell job down there at UCF. And in two seasons, Tennessee's had two winning seasons. Uh, Tennessee's been bowling twice. Tennessee's been to a New York Six Bowl. Tennessee had an 11-win season. Tennessee's led the off, uh, led the nation in offense and scoring offense. It's turned out pretty good right now. So Danny White got that one right for sure. Danny White has also handed out some contract extensions when warranted. Uh, handed out a one-year contract extension and a, and a bump in pay for Rick Barnes last year. Handed out a contract extension uh, for, you know, got, got that... Uh, got that done with, um, gosh, did he, yeah, yeah, he got that done with, uh, yeah, yeah, he extended uh, Tony Vitello. Um, he extended Tony Vitello after the 2021 season. Yeah, that's right, he did. He did do that. Um, he has also made a couple of non-revenue hires. He's overseen a, a department that's undergone some, some some really good changes. He's made some improvements and some tinkers with the uh, the Tennessee fund. He's raised money. He has gone now. A lot of this, the plans and the renovations for Thompson Bowling Arena and the Anderson Training Facility, and um, and Lindsey Nelson Stadium. A lot of that groundwork was already in place, but he's come in and he's carried it out and he's made plans. He's put shovel in the dirt for the most part in a lot of those areas. Uh, there's there's been a lot with Danny White here at Tennessee. Look at look at Neyland Stadium, for instance. You know you've got the the party deck. If you were not the party deck, but the uh, whatever they call that, of course, I've not seen a game from that area right there. With a num- uh, with another jumbotron, you've got premium seats down below. They've uh, cleared out beneath uh, one of those decks to make it kind of a premium, you know, um, concession experience and all that type of stuff. There's continued work going on with the South End Zone. There's going to be a fifteen to twenty million dollar, ten to fifteen million dollar Wi-Fi project. Hopefully, at some point this offseason. If not, that's in the future plans. There's been a lot going on with with Danny White and everything, but uh, again, football drives the ship, and that's number one. Football is right. Um, Tennessee basketball right now, number six in the country, made it as high as number two last week, right? Um, Tennessee basketball has never been healthier than it is right now. Tennessee basketball has never been better historically. We've talked about this in recent weeks than it is right now. Sure, you're going to lose some games. Um, I love this fan base so much. I love the passion. I love the loyalty. You guys fund my salary, allow me to do what I want to do. I love you guys so much. But also, this fan base <laughs> watches basketball like you watch football. Uh, a loss in football, your season's over uh, for the most part right now. Of course, with the expanded playoffs, you can have a built-in loss in there now. You know, maybe even two in the SEC. But in basketball, loss is a loss, right? Now, you don't want to have consecutive losses. You don't want to look, you know, you don't want to shoot below 30% and all that type of stuff. I understand that. But I feel a lot of the times like we watch basketball like it's a football game. And um, and when baseball comes around, it's even it's even magnified now because people are watching baseball. But baseball, you play, what, 67, 8 games or whatever, depending on how far you go. 
And in baseball, he plays series. You're going to drop a game. You're going to drop a series. That's baseball, right? Um, but but we kind of watch a lot of the times everything like it's a football game. And um, but anyway, like I just I, I love the magnets. I'm saying all that to say I know that there are shortcomings. I know the basketball team is not perfect. I understand all that. It's going through some offensive uh, woes have been in the last couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, but basketball team's never been healthier than it is right now. 100%. Lady Vols team sure they're struggling right now. Um, Kelly Harvard's been dealt a bad hand in terms of, in terms of injuries. I mean, losing your best player in Tamari Key early, early in the season, that that's a huge blow. Losing pretty much three starters a season ago, that's a huge blow. Um, I understand there's some frustration with Lady Vols team right now, but you know, overall, when you look at athletic departments, kind of step back and look at it, you know, from 20 feet out, it's really, really healthy. It's got a, it's got a strong, and I know this is separate from, uh, the, the athletics department, but it's got a strong collective, you know, Spire Sports and, Lady Vols boost her club really strong, kind of, kind of leading and headlining the NIL game. Um, you know, one one of the best collectives, uh, you know, collectives in, in the country, in my opinion. So things are good right now. State of the Union for Tennessee athletics, really, really good. Football, the success of this past season, really good. Basketball, you love to go past. You love to get in the Sweet Sixteen. You love to make it that second weekend. Still got a little ways to go before it's time to see what Tennessee basketball is made of in March. But you'll be ready. Tennessee baseball. Entering the season, you're pretty much replacing every position player for the most part, but you're bringing back All-American arms in the rotation, okay? And you are ready to try to make another run to Omaha. Tony Vitello went to Omaha in 2021, right? Tony Vitello had the number one ranked team for 12 weeks last season and had the number one ranked overall team heading into postseason play. Sure, you you, you fell short in Game 3 of the Super Regionals in Notre Dame, uh, a chance to go to Omaha, but... That's baseball sometimes, right? The baseball team is healthy. The football team is healthy. Lady Ball's basketball team, for the most part, is healthy. Uh, men's golf won an SEC championship last year. You've seen a lot of success in track and field. So Tennessee basket or Tennessee athletics under athletic director Danny White's, it's pretty good. You're paying your head football coach. You're paying your athletics director. And again, something that you know we talked about whenever Danny White got his extension and Josh Heupel got his extension. You know, there's a clear alignment with the administration side. To the sports side, President Boyd, Chancellor Don DePlowman recognizes that sports are the front porch to the university. When football is well, when football is doing good, you're getting more out-of-state enrollments. You're getting more application. You're getting more application fees. Things are going well. And so recognizing what a healthy athletics department can mean for your university as a whole, you embrace that. It's clear alignment. Randy Boyd, Chancellor Don DePlowman, Danny White, and then his coaches. Tennessee is one right now, and it's kind of hard to believe because if we if we gave the State of the Union address back in January of 2021, whoo, goodness gracious, goodness gracious, we would be saying a lot of other things right now. But uh, State of the Union, President of the United States did it a couple of nights ago, doing it here on Lockdown Balls. Synopsis, things are good. Things are really good. You'd like to go win a championship. You know, we'll see. Basketball this year is wide the freak open. There are 10 teams that can win a national championship in basketball. Boy, blank. We'll see what happens. Tennessee baseball is about to get started. Tennessee's got the arms to go to Omaha. We'll see if the bats can can follow suit and Tennessee can, you know, get hot at the right time and string together some wins and play through series and, and round robins and all that type of stuff to get back there. We'll see. We'll see what football does next year. But Tennessee athletics, really, really well, really, really good right now. 
All right, seven players got invited to the NFL Combine. Who are they? What are their stories? Who missed the cut? All that and more coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbooks. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel the number one sportsbook in America. Download FanDuel now so you can start betting Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score touchdowns. Guys, NFL Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday, it's just a couple of days away. FanDuel's got all the props you can possibly want from National Anthem, the total length and time, the coin flip, the Gatorade bath, who will have the who you know who will have the first offense possession? Who will have the first reception? The first rush? All that type of stuff. Prop bets galore over at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get your paid winnings instantly. So join the FanDuel family today at FanDuel.com/lockedon to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's FanDuel.com/lockedon. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into your Thursday edition of Locked on Balls. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me here today. And question of the day here today, um, it is who is the most or who is the best coach on campus for Tennessee right now? I uh, talked about the most underrated coach on Tennessee's football staff yesterday. A lot of you guys filled in the comment section. Neil saw you with the LRB shout out, and I agree, man. He's he's very, very much underrated. Um, again, Brian Jean-Marie is my coach. Somebody put Eckler in there. But today's question is, who is the best coach on Tennessee's campus right now? A number of areas, a number of ways you can go with this. Is it Josh Heupel after what just happened with the 11-2 season? Is it Tony Vitello on how he's built this program, already won Omaha appearance? Is it Rick Barnes, the Hall of Famer? number of different ways you can go with this, but who is the best coach on UT's campus right now? That is your question of the day. Seven Tennessee football players have been invited to the NFL scouting combine. Again, this goes you know regular season, postseason, and then all-star showcases, combine, pro days, and then the NFL draft. That's kind of how it goes in terms of this process. So we just had the all-star showcases with the Shrine Bowl, the NFL PA Bowl, the Senior Bowl, and now we're just weeks away from it being the NFL Scouting Combine. Seven UT players got the invites. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver Cedric Tillman, offensive tackle Darnell Wright, defensive lineman Byron Young, linebacker Jeremy Banks, and punter Paxton Brooks. The last two a bit interesting. Um, not everybody gets an invite to the NFL Scouting Combine. Just because you don't get an invitation to the Combine does not mean you won't be drafted. I mean, you only invite 319 players to the Combine. There are many players that aren't invited that do go on to get drafted and certainly go and play in the NFL. That's okay. 
Um, but I was a little bit surprised that Jeremy Banks got uh, invited to the Combine, and I was very surprised that Paxton Brooks got invited to the Combine. I wrote a story, um, I think it was in, oh no, we talked about it here on, on the show as well, about uh, kind of position power rankings, and I had Tennessee kickers pretty much like seventh in the order. McGrath was solid, but Paxton Brooks regressed his last two years, big time, right? Um, he was really solid early in his career here at Tennessee, and that just... That didn't continue. He got worse as his career went on, um, unfortunately. But nonetheless, he gets an invitation. He gets an opportunity to go and punt in front of NFL scouts and personnel and go through all that uh, entire process at the NFL Combine. So good luck to him. Uh, Jeremy Banks, you know, one of the most productive defensive players in the country in 2021, took a step back a little bit, at least from a stats perspective in 2022. Um you know, I'm not shocked that he got an invitation to the combine, but I'm still a little bit surprised. Is he one of the top 320 players in Division One football? You know, according to this, he is. So good for him. Uh, Jeremy Banks needs needs to to make it in the NFL, in my opinion, and uh, we'll be rooting for him. The other ones are no surprise. Of course, quarterback Hendon Hooker was going to get invited. He will be limited. You know, I mean, a lot of times quarterbacks don't throw anyway. They pick and choose what they want to do. But, of course, Hendon Hooker's coming back from an ACL injury, so he'll be limited. But he'll go through much like the senior bowl process where he'll go through the meeting rooms and the interviews and all that type of stuff. But no surprise for Hendon Hooker. No surprise for Jalen Hyatt, who is an underclassman, but obviously a first-round potential there. Wide receiver Cedric Tillman got an invite. No surprise there. You hope he's healthy and obviously didn't play in the Orange Bowl. He's not playing in an All-Star game. He, or he t- declined an invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, so he's trying to get ready, trying to get as healthy as he possibly can, and trying to go out and, and dominate at the Reese's Senior Bowl. So good luck, or at the uh, NFL Combine. So good luck to him. Darnell Wright got an invitation. Of course, we knew that would happen. And then you knew that Byron Young would get an invitation as well. So congrats to those guys. Uh, no surprise there about their invitations to the the Combine, but a little bit of a surprise for Jeremy Banks, linebacker, and very much surprise for Paxton Brooks, but good for those guys. Seven UT football players have been invited to the NFL Combine. Now, uh, that'll take place February 28th through March the 6th. There'll be nonstop coverage all over uh, the NFL Network for that week. It'll be at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, so that's uh, something there. I know I enjoy having it on uh, the television throughout the day when that's happening. Uh, it's uh, again. I mentioned 319 players have been, or prospects have been invited, and so I went down the list here: Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Darnell Wright, Byron Young, Jeremy Banks, and Paxson Brooks. Who were the misses? Who were the Tennessee Volunteers who did not get an invitation to the scouting combine? Some names that come to mind off the top: Number one, Jerome Carvin. It's an unfortunate man. He was here for five years. He started pretty much for four and a half years. He was right on the brink. Um, if you look at the list that uh, I mean, there's a there's a list the NFL you know submitted and did in the press release of who all they invited. I mean, goodness gracious, there was a ton of wide receivers. But you know, Jerome Carvin was right on that brink there for interior offensive line. He did not get the cut, and that's unfortunate because I think Jerome Carvin deserved an opportunity to go to the combine. But he was left off the list. Trayvon Flowers, uh, senior um, uh, safety for Tennessee, left off the list. Princeton Fant did not get an invitation, and it's not shocking because his stats have never been eye-popping, but as you've seen his role grow in this offense at Tennessee, and as you've seen him evolve into kind of a utility Swiss Army knife type deal, you know, it's not shocking that he didn't get an invitation, but I thought he might get a nod, but nonetheless, he will be a part of an NFL roster, at least in minicamp, and he'll have the opportunity to you know, try to make a team and showing that you can use him in different areas. Josh Heupel helped 
Princeton fan out immensely. He really, really did. And um, but he did not get a he did not get an invitation to the combine. And then Chase McGrath didn't get an invitation. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not the biggest I'm not the biggest Chase McGrath believer. Okay, let's just put it that way. But he has been so solid. He was a really good kicker for Tennessee the last two years. I don't think he has an incredibly strong leg. However, super duper accurate, 50 yard or 40 yards in. It's a little bit of a let's hold our breath, 40 to 50 yards, and then 50 plus. It's well, if it's you know 50, 52 yards, there's an opportunity for him to make it. Uh, but it, you know, at least in his Tennessee career, he's not been very successful, 50 plus yards. But really solid, really accurate kicker. I am surprised that Chase McGrath was not invited to uh, the NFL Combine for sure. I'm surprised Jerome Carvin wasn't invited. I'm surprised that McGrath was not invited. I'm not that surprised, but thought that Fant might get a nod, but it makes sense. And then, you know, Trayvon Flowers didn't get it, get that invitation as well. So good luck to these guys. Um, again, I continue to think that Cedric, or I, I think that Darnell Wright will blow it out of the water. I think Jalen Hyatt will run a fourth, a low 4-3-40 and be the talk of the NFL Combine. I think Hendon Hooker will continue to impress with his mind um, and, and his interviews and all that type of stuff. And so I think those guys will really do well at the NFL Combine. It's an opportunity for Byron Young to show off his athleticism as well, dropping back into coverage, uh, ball ball drills, all that type of stuff, and then you know his footwork rushing the quarterback and all that. Uh, it's a chance for Jeremy Banks to try to hone his skills, interview well, drill well. Um, combine work is not Jeremy Banks' game. Jeremy Banks' game is putting a helmet on him, putting the middle of a defense and saying, go get the ball, right? Um, he is a bull in a china shop. Tim Banks said that plenty of times. Brian John Marie said that plenty of times. The commentators for the Shrine Bowl even said that the defensive coordinator for whatever team Jeremy Banks is playing for said that about him in practice that week. Uh, you got to hone that a little bit, control it a little bit, and let's see what you got. So uh, looking forward to watching those guys compete. Uh, it's a good, it's a really good showing for Tennessee. Seven invitees to the combine, really good showing. And I said it on the radio show um, when I was filling in Wednesday morning. And I think I said it on this podcast earlier this week. I mean, I'm going to call it now. I think Tennessee will have two first-round draft picks. Uh, I really do. Um, I think Tennessee will have Jalen Hyatt selected in the first round, and I think Tennessee will have Darnell Wright selected in the first round. Hey, I want to read you. I want to read you all some stats that I went hunting last night before, I, or uh, a couple of nights ago before I recorded Wednesday's podcast. And talking on those first-round picks, it's pretty amazing, you know, that there's been four players linked to the first round for Tennessee. They won't all be drafted in the first round. I don't know how many of them will, but I think somebody will be drafted in the first round. There's a chance nobody does, but I think two will. Uh, but anyway, there's been four players, and Hendon Hooker, Byron Young, Jalen Hyatt, and Darnell Wright have been linked to the first round, either by reports or rumors or mocks or whatever. Uh, Tennessee football has had 44 first-round draft picks throughout its history. Last year, with The last year with multiple first-round picks was in 2010. Eric Berry, number five overall to the Chiefs, and Dan Williams, number 26 overall, I believe, to the Steelers. Um, years with multiple draft picks in the first round, there's been eight years where there's been multiple vols in the first round. Latest was 2010, of course, but it also happened in 2007, 2002, 2000, 1998, 1992, 1991, and 1988. I think Tennessee's going to get two in the first round this year. I really, really do. Uh, but they need to show out at the NFL Combine, and we'll see if they do just that. All right, when we come back, we are going to dive in to a little bit of Bill Conley's work over at ESPN. College football teams returning production for the 2023 season. Where does Tennessee stack up 
amongst its peers in the SEC and, of course, around the country. We'll discuss when Locked on Balls returns. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, welcome back into your Thursday Locked on Vaults. Appreciate you guys for hitting that subscribe button and thumbs upping and hearting liking this video on youtube channel really really uh, appreciate that let's continue to grow it and uh had a good time so far talked a little state of the union tennessee athletics uh talked a little nfl combine of course but now i want to go back into some of my favorite uh, off-season football content uh you know bill conley x's and o's not x's and o's more like stats uh analytics all that type of stuff too smart for me right but he does all these lists and breaks down you know metrics and all that type of stuff the s the s and p plus rankings and all that um, over on ESPN earlier this week, you released the college football team's returning production for the 2023 season. Essentially, um, you know, for the complete S&P Plus projections, that's going to come out, I think, next week. And he has three things weighted in that. It's how's your team been recently, how has your team recruited, and who returns from last year's roster. When that comes out, we'll discuss on this. This is a part of, you know, who's coming back on last year's roster, from last year's roster, Production-wise, that's kind of what we're discussing today. And there's 133 FBS teams, okay? Sam Houston and Jacksonville State joined the party. And um, if you look there, there's a couple of teams that rank inside the top 10 in terms of returning production from the 2022 season for 2023. Texas A&M leads the SEC. They are ranked 7th in the nation in returning production, okay? They return... 80% of their roster, 80% of their roster, leading the SEC and number seven in the country. Missouri's also a top 10 ranking, number nine in the country, second in the SEC, and they have 78% of its rosters returning. So AM and Missouri in really, really good shape. Um, Auburn comes in third in the SEC, 28th overall, 71% of its production. Ole Miss, 30th in the country, fourth, or fourth in the SEC, also 71% of its production returning. LSU was fifth in the SEC, 32nd in the country. 71% of its production is returning. A lot of these, you know, go to the third or the fourth decimal, and we're not going to play that game, so we're not, I'm not smart enough for that. Uh, Vanderbilt, 58th overall in the country in returning production. Sixth in the SEC, 65%. And then that brings us to Tennessee. Seventh in the SEC, right smack dab in the middle. 69th. 69th in the country, nice, uh, returning production in the SEC, or in the country, 63% returning production. So, Tennessee ranked 69th in the country, 7th in the SEC, by returning 63% of its production from last year's roster for 2023. So it's right in the middle. Behind Tennessee's Kentucky, 73rd in the country, 8th in the SEC, 63% of its returning production. Georgia is 80th in the country, 9th in the SEC, 61% returning production. Mississippi State, 91st in the country, 10th in the SEC, only 57% of its production returns. South Carolina, 102nd in the nation, 11th in the SEC, 55% of its production returns. 
Arkansas, 106th in the nation, 12th in the SEC, 54% of its production returns. Florida returns 54% of its production, 107th in the nation, and 13th in the SEC. And then last is Alabama. Alabama, dead last in the SEC, 125th in the country. It returns only 40% of its production from 2023. This does not mean Alabama is going to suck and Missouri is going to be great. This does not mean Texas A&M, who ranks seventh in the country, is going to win 11 games next year and Alabama is going to win six. That's not how football works. This is just production. And now Bill Conley will come out and he'll have recruiting rankings and how those fare into this and all that type of stuff in the weeks to come. But it just goes to show you Georgia, who's won back-to-back national titles, you know, it's 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 ninth in the SEC, right? Alabama, who's right up there in the playoff picture all the time, is last in the SEC and 125th in the nation. I don't think Georgia and I don't think Alabama are going to suck next year. I just don't think that, right? Also, I don't think Missouri's going to be good. I don't think Auburn's going to be exceptionally well. And they rank towards the top of the SEC along with Texas A&M. Bill Conley breaks it down even, even further and he kind of says, you know, whenever you're looking at the offensive percentages, this is kind of how he weighs it. A percent of returning wide receivers or tight ends receiving yards, 24% of the overall number. Percent of returning quarterback passing yards, that weighs 23% of the overall number. Percent of returning offensive lineman snaps, that's 47% of the overall number. And percent of returning running back rushing yards, 6% of the overall number. Now, defensively, it goes by a little bit of stats base. Percent of returning tackles, that's 70%. Percent of returning passes defended, 14%. Percent of returning tackles for loss, 12%. And percent of returning sacks, only 4%. Um, so that's kind of how it's weighted a little bit. We're not going to dig too deep down into it because, you know, I, I, I sometimes eat the food, but I don't, I don't want to know what's in it. It'll get a little confusing, right? Um, so on this, I'll go back up to the list here. I just kind of gave you SEC schools. I'll give you the top five on who's returning the most production in the country. Florida State returns the most production in the entire country, 87%. Wow. Kansas is number two at 85%. Uh, Michigan is, and that's good for Michigan. Michigan's at fifth in the country, returning 81% of its roster. Um, UConn six, A&M is seventh, Boston College is eighth, Missouri is ninth, Temple is 10th. I think FAU is, FAU is number three and Wyoming, Wyoming is four. I, I skipped those. Uh, it, Bill Conley kind of breaks it down on teams who, you know, pretty much he, he says, Hey, just because you return a lot does not mean you're going to be great. And just because you don't return a lot does not mean you're going to be bad. Again, it, it's going to be you're improved or you're like you're likely to improve or you're likely to regress. So most likely to improve in 2023, number one would be Florida State. It was 27th in the SB Plus rankings in 2022, number one in returning production for 2023. Michigan's up there as well. A&M is up there. Missouri's up there. USC is up there. Um, Utah is up there. Texas is up there. Uh, Texas plays 7th in the SP Plus rankings in 2022, 19th in returning production in 2023. Washington is there. And then you go, you go down to the list of most likely to regress in 2023. And this is what it says right here. There is a particularly intriguing batch of teams that were already good and will be far more experienced this fall. That can make improvements among those teams a little difficult but it could also make life tricky for potentially good teams that aren't nearly as experienced. 
Here are five teams that made the way too early top 25 rankings, but 75th or worse in returning production. The, the way too early top 25 ranking is, of course, alluding to ESPN's ranking. Alabama's right here, ranked fifth in ESPN's way too early top, 23, top 2023 rankings, but it's 125th in returning production. Goodness gracious. TCU, who was in the title game, 12th in ESPN's way too early 2023 rankings, 118th in the nation in returning production. Kansas State, 18th in the ESPN way too early rankings, 76th in returning production. UTSA, who's on Tennessee's schedule, 22nd in ESPN's way too early 2023 rankings, 115th in returning production. And Iowa, 25th in ESPN's way too early 2023 rankings, 95th in returning production. Uh, pretty intriguing there, right? So, so it doesn't mean that you're going to be bad. It doesn't mean that you're going to be good. It just means you're likely to improve or likely to regress. And again, the whole word there is likely. That is not definite. It is just likely. So found that really, really interesting. Tennessee's right in the middle of the pack. Of course, Tennessee loses Hendon Hooker. Tennessee loses Cedric Tillman. Tennessee loses Jalen Hyatt. Tennessee loses Princeton Fant. Tennessee loses Darnell Wright. Those are the key ones on offense. And Jerome Carvin. On defense, you lose... Trayvon Flowers, you lose Jeremy Banks, Juwan Mitchell, Byron Young, Latrell Bumpus. Those are the key ones you lose on defense. So you return an awful lot, but you still do lose some production. But I think Tennessee's going to be okay because it returns three of five starting offensive linemen. It returns a good crop of wide receivers. You got to break. It returns a quarterback that has been a power five starter two different places. Though we'll need to be reacquainted with the starting role, so that's good. And defensively, Tennessee plays so many players anyway, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. So, again, I know I threw a lot of numbers at you. I threw a lot of percentages at you, but I do think it's kind of interesting. Tennessee right in the middle of the SEC, seventh in the SEC in terms of returning production for the 2023 roster, returning 63% of its production. That ranks seventh in the SEC, 69th in the country, according to Bill Conley of ESPN. All right, that will do it here for Thursday's edition of Locked on Vaults. Appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Again, the question of the day, who is the best coach on Tennessee's campus right now? Who is the best coach on Tennessee's campus right now? Is it the Hall of Famer Rick Barnes? Is it Tony Vitello? Is it Josh Heupel? Or is it somebody else? You let me know. Locked on Vaults and at underscore Caner. As always, guys, like this video. Give it a thumbs up. Appreciate you. And please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. This is Locked on Balls. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.